You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. podcast like this speaking podcast about all things atleti finally we are back for an episode uh, me and emmanuel the first time we record together since november i think um so yeah uh, how are you doing emmanuel well i'm doing good better than punya <laughs> all right um that's an unusual way to do to put it um yeah uh so a memorable week for atletico um well it didn't start very well at all uh with two losses uh in in copa del rey and uh in the super cup they uh well i mean it wasn't going well in the valencia game either but they more than turned it around uh, in the second half and finally a win to be celebrated a very mem- uh, memorable one uh emmanuel can you please give us your thoughts about that valencia game so basically talking about the Valencia game, I'm going to be talking about the form. I'm going to talk about the first and the second half differently. In the first half, well, it was really bad, like we already talked about. Uh, well, a little bit facing the borderless team. So basically things we had to expect was they are going to be disrupting the play, delay tactics, lying on the ground, try to break the flow. So make things difficult for a little to have continuity in possession. That was something that was expected. But in the first half, I think the game was pretty even until Aleti considered 
from the counter, and which is really sad because the counter came about the fact that Aliti pressed high and Aliti won the ball back in Valencia's final third and a better decision making from Suarez and maybe Aliti has a shot on goal or maybe a goal even. But poor decision making and Valencia now had the chance on the counter attack. The thing that was really poor in that first half was the fact that most of the times when Carrasco, be De Paul, or even Lodi had to put the ball in the box, Aliti had just a maximum of three players. So I was like, Aliti wants, wants a goal here and not many players in the box. Also, from that first half, Getafe went with a 3-5-2, trying to match Aliti, creating lots of individual duels. And since Getafe had more of the edge, they were, they were more determined. So they won most of the long balls, like the second goal, which the ball was just bouncing like as if it was ping pong. And all of a sudden, it comes to, I think, Diamond. Oh, sorry, Lato. And Lato plays a true ball and Hugo Duro scores his second his third goal against Aleti in two games. So basically, that first half is really one to forget. But analyzing it, I think it's really bad for Aleti because Aleti, you have a lot of eagerness to win the ball and they don't know how to do that. And that caused the disruption maybe from set pieces after a ball has been sent into the box. There's a clearance. You have that eagerness to go, go for the ball and you have the disruption in the shape and opposition and capitalize on that. I think that's the main issue with Aleti. A team like we like I like on last episode, which I talked about, a team that wants the ball but don't know how to get the ball. And when they also have the ball, they are kind of lacking on it. As for the second half, to be honest, there's not so many things to analyze because it was really crazy. You have Lema playing the left wing back, the Paul playing as a right back. Basically, I don't know how it was just put the players on to win the game for Aliti because that was really tough. And thank God for Kunia's mentality, which affected the whole team and were able to get three goals and, like you said, a memorable comeback. And to be honest, in that game, well, Koke was lucky not to be sent off in the first half for the, his challenge because that was when Aliti were winding down and all, the, all of a sudden Aliti won the ball and so many players died. Even him, Koke, the captain, he loses his pool. Which says a lot about Aleti's current situation at the moment. And also, I think and Valencia was also lucky for, for Hugo. I think the most foul on Felipe and a penalty not for Aleti. But to be honest, we were really poor in the first half. And our build up play, we were still caught up between two ideas. And also, as for Felix, I think he had an okay game. But what I would suggest is that Felix is basically the most fouled player in Europe. So I think we can make use of that in our artist. That is maybe making him receive the ball more in the final third. I think opposition teams fouling him there gives a little freakies from better op- better opportunities to score goals or even penalties. We can make good use of that. All right. Um, yeah, just just in case uh, anybody's confused, uh, Emmanuel kept referring to Valencia as Getafe. Now, while mm-hmm. Bordalas is transforming them into Getafe from last season, or sorry, from the seasons before, uh, it was Valencia Atleti were playing. Um, so yeah, you you, you talked uh, quite thoroughly about the Valencia game, and uh, I mean it was pretty confusing in the second half what Cholo was going for. Uh, like you said, Lamar playing as a left back, uh, De more of a right midfielder on 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 the wing, and uh, 
then the sub, uh, substitutions came and uh, João Felix uh, controversially out. Uh, Felipe comes in for him. Uh, Hector Herrera thrown in as well. So yeah, it, it, it was pretty weird what Cholo was uh, going for, but uh, it paid off in the end. And uh, yeah, never question a Cholo Simeone substitution, right? Uh, definitely. And to be honest, I just tweeted Cholo sub and I put an emoji, a sad emoji and all of a sudden after that, it's like everything just changed. Well, I think that is Felipe's stuff is among there with <laughs> the Lorente one, to be honest. In which is, I think, as they say now, only Cholo will stop in a defender for an attacking player and they go on to win the game. Very well. Um, so... This definitely, uh, hopefully, I, I would say, uh, changes things for Atleti, uh, at least from a mental uh, point of view. Uh, so, like you said, it was uh, the players looked very frustrated in, in the first half. Uh, more defensive mistakes, uh, I would say. Hermoso, uh, uh, in, in the first goal, uh, you know, misjudged the, the run of Gaydesh and uh, allowed him a lot of free space. Uh, and again, in, in the... Uh, uh, for the second goal, misjudged uh, the clearance, mishit it, and uh, you know, uh, then a just a nightmare from the defense in general to allow the the ball to get to Hugodoro, uh, who was one on one with Oblak. Um, so uh, those, I mean, those defensive mistakes don't look like they're they're gonna go away uh, unless you know Savage and Jimenez uh, come back fit uh, for uh, you know for a you know uh, a measurable amount of time. Uh, but uh, mentally, it felt like the the team just got a uh, a sigh of relief in in that second half. Uh, and like you said, Cunha and plenty of other players in in the in the last minutes, uh, you actually uh, you actually could see something different that we couldn't see in in previous games. Uh, they didn't look relaxed. They didn't. Uh, you know, uh, give up uh, on, on the scoreline. They they kept pushing and pushing, and uh, they were uh, obviously uh, rewarded for for that uh, uh, for that uh, you know show of bravery they they showed. Uh, do you think this could be a turning point for for Atleti season? Well, at that, before asking asking a question, I think going back to the goals a little considered is I think Emoso is not just to blame. He's not he's not the only one. Like we talk about defensive mistake. For the first goal, I think Vashariko could have maybe blocked the interior and forced Musa out wide so he can deliver a, a cross. And for the second goal, it was a coming together between Emoso and Jimenez for the clearance and so many other things. The defensive errors are not really going away. And coming back now to the question, I think, to be honest, Aleti needed this victory because the second half showed Aleti's psychological superiority over, over Valencia. Because you can look at that first half, you, you saw a team who are afraid to concede the counter-attack and as such, they are playing it safe, like I complain about not having enough, enough players in the box. But in the second half, it's like they had nothing to lose for, nothing to lose. They, they went for it. A team who, they take a lot of risks, but are cautious to minimize the threat the opposition possesses on the counter-attack. Basically, in that second half, I would say Aleti's line, defensive line was almost at the midfield. And I think if you look at Felipe, most of his touches were in the Valencia half. So, playing like that in that way, I think that is the way Aliti needs to play in order to get results. And this Valencia game told Cholo how the team needs to play. And to be honest, it's... How can I say it's like... In this game, the second half of that game was like an injection of... 
of how how like call it. I would just say an injection of being tough or a bringing back the old lady, never die attitude, being brave. Because notice the old Cholo's team of Gabi Godin, they were brave enough off the ball. That this team is not doing that, but they have to be brave on it. And we saw that in the second half against Gitape. I think this game, that second half was much needed for the fans. I think we saw there were some videos online about some fans going home early because, to be honest, it's really tough. But I think that was really needed. The one that wasn't full was about 44,000. So I think that game was not just for the players, but also for the fans to reassure them that this team is talented enough to win games, give us joy. And also, I hope that that performance in the second half leaves a lasting impression on Cholo because, to be honest, despite the fact the team has been doing down and there have been a lot of mistakes, he has also been a fault for holding the team a little bit back, to be honest, with his tactics. Right. Um, just uh, coming back to, to what you said about uh, Hermosa, I, I, I mean, I, I wasn't putting the blame fully on him. I just uh, happened to give an example. Uh, yes, Bersharika could have done better uh, at closing the uh, uh, the space for Yunus Musa uh, and... Uh, I mean, uh, I'm I'm not too sure about this one, but I think Oblak could have done a bit better as well, uh, as he was beaten at at the near post. Uh, but you know, uh, I I'm not uh, fully sure about this one. Uh, but as for what you said about the style of play, uh, I do think like uh, Simeone did try quite a few times to to play like th- like this. Uh, but he was in this match in particular he was helped by Valencia's willingness to just sit back and absorb the pressure. Uh as for other times uh, it felt like every time he tried uh to uh, to go with these tactics he was uh, almost always punished with uh with counterattacks. Uh, and uh, you know, just, this just comes back to the issue with the defensive uh, mistakes. And uh, there's, I mean, there uh, uh, the defense haven't been like reliable enough uh, to uh, to give Cholo the peace of mind in order to play like this every game. Well, to be honest, that's true. But to be honest, the defense isn't also reliable to sit deep and play in a low block. So. I don't, and to be honest, and there's no benefit in sitting deep and playing a low block because at the end of the day, we concede goals and we face a lot of difficulties, adversity of the pitch in counter attacks. So I don't know, but I'm really disappointed in Cholo's decision making in most of the games. He got it right against Valencia and proved me wrong. And he has proved me wrong so many times. But to be honest, I was, I was going to like vent out what I have within. It is really shocking at the way we approach games. Against Real Sociedad was really a horror show. Against Athletic Club, the same. I think Oblak said the same thing. We have to, the way the team is now, to be honest, we have a lot of talent to outscore opponent at the moment. Because sitting deep and continuing opposition is not going against Villarreal in the first half. It could be four or five minutes down. But at the end of the day, we, I don't understand the magic that happened. But luckily, we came out with a point from La Ceramica. So the current, this team is not built, or this, the current players are not good enough to play in a low block and counter-attacking. Yes, we have Punia, we can use him for as an outlet, we can score and the rest, but it is not going. So, I know there's top four. I think I asked the same question to Lou, which I'm going to ask to you now. There's top four on the line. So, we technically, we need to prioritize the results, but which way is the best way? 
do you think we need to prioritize job? Because we need a constant style of leaders going to give us victories. Because at the moment, what happens against Valencia in the second half is memorable and is really good, but that is not a sustainable way to we have to achieve results because it will not last. Because at the moment we play against, I think we play a tougher, a better side, say Sevilla, and there are two goals up against us. We know that's never happened. Well, I mean, it's tough because, like I said, uh, the I mean, it's it's that it hasn't been clear uh, what players are uh, the most reliable because there there have been problems with the consistency of uh, most players, really. Um, so, uh, I would think, uh, like you said, I mean, the uh, the the best. Uh, would be uh, to try and you know play like uh, like against Valencia in the second half, but uh, that will be I mean it will be dependent on uh, more players stepping up, uh, maybe Kondogbia uh, returning from injury uh, and you know playing with more consistency, maybe uh, a new signing. Uh, the the winter transfer market hasn't closed yet, um, so yeah, I I, I do think. Uh, this it, it will depend on this. Uh, it, I I can't really say uh, we can just pick one tactic and go for it for all matches. Uh, but uh, would this be the way forward? I would think I I would say yes. Uh, like uh, going with the, something similar at least to what we uh, saw in the second half. I mean I uh, hopefully the players do back it up. Uh, and I believe Cholo will find the the best uh, uh, the best tactics to go for for the players he has. Well, in Cholo, we trust as we always say. Hopefully, like we said, he finds the best way. Because I'm just going to say this: I think in La Liga, Leti has so many secondary strikers. Yes, but they are also. I think we also have very versatile set of players who can play almost anywhere, and also. We have some of the best players who can play in the tightest space possible. We have Felix, we have Korea, we have Carrasco. Those are guys who can. So, to be honest, well, it just I would just say personally, it's my opinion and it's just my personal expectation of the team. I'm not saying we should be Guadu, Pep Guardiola's Bayern or whatever, but to be honest, we need to. We have we have the arsenal to go toe to toe with anything in La, any team in La Liga. Yes, we don't have the budget as Real Madrid or Barcelona, but this current squad, I cannot. To be honest, going away at La Ceramica is really tough and we cannot, maybe, yes, 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 but, but to be, we cannot be playing against Valencia and we are, how can I say, that first half, to be honest, I'm happy about the winning, but the first half still, it bothers me, to be honest, because we are, we have all what it takes to, 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 how can I say, to, to contain Valencia, but we're going forward, hopefully, Tolo, does his magic as he has done in the 10 previous years and we forget about this tough period for the club. This is the closest I've ever heard you to starting a rant. So this is the the angriest, angriest Emmanuel has ever gotten on, on the podcast. Um, so yeah, with, with that, uh, with that life-changing moment out of the way, let's move on uh, to the next subject. Uh, the man of the hour, the star of the match, uh, Cunha. Uh, it it is his debut season after he was signed from uh, a Berlin, uh, and uh, he, I mean, uh, hasn't qu- had the most the most amount of minutes, but uh, he has been impressive. Uh, what are your thoughts about uh, his season so far? Well, I would say I start him over Suarez. That's the first thing I'm going to say. Suarez did well last season, yes, but he's no more himself. The Valencia against Valencia, which I did too, was great. 
was evident of the so current version of Suarez's chances. He was able to put away last season with the chances he missed that in that game. Okay, so coming back to Kunya's praise, to be honest, his mentality is right fit for Aliti. When he comes on, he offers what the team lacks. For example, the whole fan base saw against Valencia. His, his energy, even when he was about to come on, you could see him trying to make things go for Aliti, even when he is still out, out of the pitch. Try to, that means we need more players with his mentality. There are a lot of attributes he possesses. I remember talking on the podcast about the fact that I would like to see him more as a center forward in which in kind of feminine role. And that is something similar in which has been happening. Not similar, but that's actually what has been happening. He has the pace to make runs in behind opposition defense. He's smart enough in his positioning. He's, I think he has gotten better in the box. If you saw the first the goal against Valencia, he was able to get away from his marker before he scored that goal. And that says much about him. He's able to stretch opposition defenses with his run. Against Villarreal, he, well, his finishing is not yet top-notch, but I think there are a lot of... He has done... The amount of time he has had, I would say he has done so much that he deserves to be a regular stop or maybe a starter in most games. Because in games where we are going to be playing the counter-attack, say maybe against Barcelona after the international break, I don't think going for Suarez is a great idea. I think going for Suarez will be against teams in which we are going to be dominant of the ball and we are going to be playing around their final third most of the time in their half. Because playing, sitting deep and trying to counter-attack with Suarez is a no-go for me. I was surprised he played 90 minutes against Valencia. I was also furious. He came on against Athletic Club. This is not me saying I hate Suarez or whatever, but to be honest, what he offers at the moment is not what Athletic need. And he has to improve because he's really having a bad run. I think he's having his longest good drought since his Liverpool days. So there are a lot of things which he needs to improve. But so far, Kunya is surpassing most expectations. Hopefully he keeps on with this trajectory. So with that with that in mind, uh, who do you think should be the starting uh, forwards for, for Atleti? Uh, should it be Cunha? Uh, should it be Griezmann when he returns from injury? Should it be Felix or uh, should it be the informed Korea? Wow, that's tough. But to be honest, in my opinion, at the moment, Korea starts every game. I don't know why he was benched at the beginning of the season because he was basically our best attacker at that period. Scott Terrigo is in two games and he has eight goals at the moment. So, in my opinion, Korea is a must go. He's versatile and no matter where he plays, he gives his all for the team and he does that very well. And at the moment, he's in that level where he scores goals. That means he's at the time in which the ball just goes. Let me not say just goes in, but the ball is going in for him. What does that mean? We take the most of this. We can not keep relying on player A, player B, or blah, blah, blah. But to be honest, going forward, I would love to see more of Cunha and Korea front two. Against Real Sociedad, Cholo went with Korea and Felix and it was really bad because we keep on playing long balls. I don't know who we are playing to because both are not good aerially. So, Korea is a must for me. Cunha is doing great and I would like to see him start. But, depending on the games, I think Cholo will decide who goes. And also after the international break, Griezmann is coming back. That is also tough because before his injury, he was really good. We don't know the type of Griezmann we are going to have after the after he comes back. But I'm sure he's always a guy who gives 100%. So that's really a tough question. But for me, Korea is a must in the starting eleven. 
Very well. Uh, so as you mentioned, uh, Griezmann, Llorente and Condogbia are rumored to be back for the Barcelona game after the international break. Um, so, I mean, it, it comes in, in a weird moment for Atleti uh, since uh, it came after quite a few disappointing matches. But then uh, after the Valencia game, which uh, I mean, hopefully will uh, breathe fire back in, into the souls of the players. Uh, so the the time of this international break, uh, do you think it, it'll be good for for uh, for the Atletico team, or uh, you know, uh, is it not the greatest timing for for it? Well, to be honest, it depends how you look at it. But in my opinion, like you ask, it is a great time for Atleti, given we go we have the international break at a time where we have positivity around the club and not negativity. That gives Cholo time to work on the things he needs to do because I think the players have lots of energy at the moment. So it is, I would say, in a very perfect time. We rec- After the break, we recover some players who are going to come and players who are mentality monsters. I would say, Lorente, I love his mentality. Griezmann is just... So it is very good time for Ali for the break. I know maybe we'll say better. Ali could continue with this energy. No, I think we take a break. Cholo analyzes what needs to improve. And I hope he looks at the Rayo game, looks at the Copa de Rey games, and see the good things, look at the Real Sociedad games, and adjust all of these things. Because at the moment, Aleti are finding difficulties in beating their direct rivals. So he needs to go back to the drawing board, check some things, and hopefully for us, well, this is me being selfish, many of our players should not be called up so that they can work together and the rest. But... Even if many are called up, where we have young Serrano, which I would like to see more of. Very well. Um, so, uh, with that out of the way, uh, let's discuss the Barca game. Now, uh, Atleti's probably best performance of the season was against Barcelona uh, in, in the home game. Uh, I mean, it, it looks like quite a different Barcelona side, uh, but, I mean, you, you, you should know more. What are your thoughts about that? Mm, excuse me. Well, Barcelona have been improving on Xavi, but I think they still have the issues like counter-attacking situations and the rest. This Barcelona side, to be honest, it will depend on the Barca we are going to see. Against Barcelona, I, I, we all know Cholo is going to opt for a counter-attacking team, which Maybe great given Carrasco's history against Barcelona, he's always good against them. Same so I think he's going to go for a counter-attacking team, which will be good because Barcelona are very poor at defending transitions at the moment. And the issue will be how long can Aleti maybe contain Barcelona because against Sevilla, Barca really did they did a very good job in able to go to Seville and maybe I would say. They were the better side for 60 minutes in which they put constant high press on Sevilla and were able to maintain the pressure. But the issue with Barcelona is the fact that they are still not at the level where they can keep match that intensity. I think Muller said the same thing after they are, after Bayern, Bayern trashed Barcelona in the fact that Barcelona, they have good technical players, but I think the world we are, where we surpass them is the intensity. So it will all depend after the international break whether or not they are able to match, keep that intensity for a certain period of time. But going, I think that game is a very good game. If Aleti win that game, then we basically take three points from a rival. And also, Aleti has not won at the Benabao for a long time. So that game is really, I would say, 
after this Valencia game, a very good test for Aleti in terms of mentality and also in terms of testing Cholo's tactics. Because I'm um, one thing I'm going to show there will be lots of spaces for both sides to exploit because both sides are really not at their best. So maybe having a banter period within the season. Very well. So what are your predictions for that game? Ah, taha, taha, taha. You know I'm bad at this. <laughs> man, you just put me under the bus, man. Man, dude. Ay, ay, ay. Well, I'm opting you. I will go for a 3 2 win for a little. All right. Um, quite, quite an ambitious score like that. Um, I mean, we, we haven't really seen any low scoring. Uh, Athletic matches in a while, uh, quite uncharacteristic from from us, but uh, yeah, let's let's hope for a win. I I won't say much, much for it. Um, so, um, with with uh, a week left for the uh, transfer market to shut, uh, Atleti are linked with quite a few players. Uh, it seems like uh, the uh, Lee left back Reynildo uh, is very close to to joining Atleti. Uh, he was in Madrid today and uh, passed his medical uh, examination, but it, it is still unclear if he will join the team in January or in the summer. Uh, if he does join in, uh, if Atleti reach a deal with Lille right now, uh, he will join in January. If not, he will join as a free agent uh, in the summer. Um, so, what what are your thoughts about uh, Reynaldo, uh, Manuel? Well, to be honest, I don't know much about him. But from what I've been told today and the research I've made on him and some of them, I managed to watch, I think, two games of him. I think it's pretty clear that he's solid, he's defensively good, but offers little to nothing in attack. He's the type of player who very good. Like I'll say, similar to Menzi Ariamaji, I'm not saying he's the same or maybe more than Fonsafoni, but it's similar to Menzi Ariamaji that is very solid defensively, but on the offensive phase, he lacks a lot of things. Actually, given the profile and Cholo, I said to me, Cholo has um, what he wants, a left back at the moment. I know three years now at the club, he has not improved his crossing. He has not improved his decision making in the final third. Lots of hope after him seeing how good he was in the first deal leaves Manu Sanchez because really excited. To see, looking, I'm really excited for what he it seems is not going to be the case, and which is really sad for me because for years we have not seen so many elite B players make into the first team, and it's kind of worrisome for me because I know we have some players there who are really good. The loan system has not been great, but it's improving. Well, let's just see. But my thoughts, I'm not a fan of the deal, but looking at his profile, he looks to be a good player, like I already said, solid defensively. Um, I mean, looking at the numbers, he looks like an, an incredible player defensively, and I have heard this from quite a few uh, followers of Lille as well. Uh, he is an absolute monster defensively, but uh, offensively he doesn't seem to add much. Um, so if the idea is to uh, uh, to use him as a left-back and free up Carrasco and return to a 4-4-2 formation, then he would be a very useful signing, and I would hope that uh, Atleti get the job done and get him in January uh, since Carrasco closer to the box is uh, one of one of Atleti's best creators um, so yeah uh, I, I am a fan of, of this deal right now as, as things stand 
uh, and he would be cheap as well. Uh, I mean, either for free in the summer, but uh, the the figure that's uh, being talked about right now is close to 2 million to 3 million euros. So, uh, yeah, uh, a low-risk deal. And uh, as for what you said about uh, Manu Sanchez, uh, I, well, I'm not sure if he's, uh, you know, ready to, to be a be a uh, starter in, in the first team yet uh, I mean he, he has he has looked promising quite, quite a few times this season but uh, he has been benched recently and uh, it looks like he regressed a bit so uh, he is still young obviously and you know has uh, room for improvement I am still not sure if he has the quality to be the certified star uh, starter in the team and either way uh, Reynaldo uh, for that price would be a very good uh, backup option. Uh, so I mean, uh, a low a low risk, uh, you know, high reward kind of uh, uh, kind of deal for me. And uh, yeah, I I would be supportive of it if if it happens in in January. Uh, another player that's being talked about is Vas uh, from Valencia, uh, a very versatile. Uh, player can play as a right back, can play as a midfielder, uh, which is where Bordalas has been playing him this season. Um, quite a useful player to have. Uh, what What are your thoughts about him? Well, Vaz is also another, like you say, low risk, high reward signing, but I'm not also a fan of it. I know Juru like versatile players and the rest, but well, I think the fullback market is quite scarce at the moment. Which makes Alexis option limited, and seeing such players who are good, I will not say top class good, it's a great deal to say take. But uh, well, I don't to be honest. I'm, I was a little, I was speechless for a second because I've just been thinking about the deal even before we recorded because since I let you a link to him, and well, he's a midfielder. That means technically there are certain of advantages that comes with given that his vision obviously will be great. You'll be, you're going to technically be better in the build of phase than, say, Vachaliko or Lorente. You'll be more composed on the ball and his crosses into the ball are great. So, basically, like you said, he's 30. I think he's 30 now. So, it depends on how long the contract will be because there are certain things Aliti are doing at the moment which I don't quite like. For example, giving Felipe a new contract. And no offense to him, he's a very good player. He, when he came on, he was not. Many as early had a, a good game against Valencia, but I don't really think it's a good optionality going or maybe giving him a contract renewal at the moment, given that we are in an era in which there are so many top young center backs. I know Aliti are not really short of cash at the moment. Amelity are short of cash at the moment, so it's kind kind of understandable, but those deal well, we have contrasting opinions, but I'm not a fan of the Ronaldo deal. I'm also not a fan of the vast deal and so as so as the Philippines, but well, it's just my opinion. If they can prove me wrong, like the mal did for all of us, or maybe other players, then good. But I'm not really a great fan of those deals because it's like we are improving the quality in the offensive arsenal, and then the one that of the defensive aspect, which is supposed to be the main one, we are not doing anything about it because all season long, I know there are rumors, but. And let's say I keep on linking with this forward, this forward, this forward, but you don't see them linked with it. somebody who is going to maybe improve the centre back. I know it's a big ask, but Sule might be leaving Bayern Munich for free at the end of the season. Well, if Bata can, like I tweeted today, we can work his magic and maybe me helping him and we are land Sule, that would be great for the club. 
I mean, it's it's very unlikely that uh, Atleti will end up with uh, Sole, considering his wage demands. Uh, he's asking for more than 10 million a year, uh, which is, uh, I mean, Oblak is the highest earner in the team and he earns 10 million a year. So uh, getting uh, Sole would be very unlikely. Uh, but there are uh, quite a few other uh, options for center back, and uh, you know, hopefully, uh, we do end up with quite a few uh, good ones. Um, th there have been rumors that uh, Atleti will look for a center back uh, in January or a defensive midfielder, but uh, I mean, they they haven't been from the most reliable sources. But uh, I mean, like I said, uh, the transfer window shuts in one week, and you know we will find out. Uh, Atleti usually do operate quite late in in the in the transfer market, so uh, we, we'll see in in the upcoming days uh, what happens. Uh, as for the uh, Reynaldo and Vaz deals, uh, I would say. Uh, both a right back and a left back would allow Cholo uh, to return to the uh, to be more comfortable uh, returning to the four four two formation, uh, especially if uh, Savage and Jimenez you know stay fit or if you know we do end up getting a, a center back. Uh, I mean, uh, like I said, uh, Reynaldo with his uh, defensive uh, solidity would free up Carrasco and you know getting him like I said uh, closer to the box. Uh, and uh, I, I mean, like I said, he, he is one of the best creators in the team. So yeah, uh, playing Carrasco further up the pitch uh, would be a very useful thing to do right now. The same thing could be said about Vaz and Llorente. Uh, playing Llorente on, on the right wing uh, with Vaz behind him. Uh, I would say the, those signings would be useful at least for the, the rest of the season. Uh, you know, uh, considering their ages, uh, Vaz is... Uh, uh, Ronaldo is 28, Vass is 32, so uh, hopefully, you know, Atleti don't offer them, you know, a very long contracts, uh, but, uh, you know, I guess we'll see. Uh, in the short term, I would say, uh, at least for the rest of the season, they would be very useful uh, players. Yeah. Would you like to add well, as Yes, I think you just talked about long term. I think I like what I read today, Ronaldo is a four-year contract, that's 2026. And as of us, I'm not thinking he's going to just sign to the end of the season. And I'm at 32. I'm thinking, depending on what the club gives him, but I'm not thinking he's going to be a one-year contract. So the issue, I'm not really a fan of this deal, is because to be honest, deals like this are great for the short term. But to be honest, it limits. Well, it depends on the club's model because it seems for years now the club's model is going for players low risk and maybe short term is given a little doesn't have the financial to compete with bigger teams, but. That to be honest, I it seems at the moment that is not really good for the team because of it. To be honest, it I keep on saying it limits at least those players in the academy their option to make it at the first team. I know you keep on saying he's not. I think that is the excuse many fans have been using. Well, he's not a first team level. He's not a first team level. When is he going to be a first team level player? Never. Isn't he going to never be? I think Cholo gave chances to Olivier Torres, which isn't that was fair enough. But there are all so many other players in the academy which they have not even given chances to. So, I don't get to be honest. He's not. If he's not going to get a chance. I'm not saying. Let's see. Maybe Barcelona has the um, superior, su superior technical players than academy players and Real Madrid. Yes, but look at the likes of Gavi. I think when you are in a moment of a crisis, I was expecting to see more of Serrano. But well, Tulu knows best. So let's just wait and see. Hopefully, things can change going forward concerning the beating players. Yeah, well. Um, so that's uh, everything for today's episode. Uh, Emmanuel, thank you so much for joining me. Well, it was good having you back at uh, 
to so hopefully we enjoy the break a little made us smile and hopefully they can come back and we finally win at the camp new for i don't know is it how many years so hopefully next time at all thank you very much um I, i'm i'm not sure i will be available for the upcoming month uh, since uh, i do have uh, college exams uh, and that is the reason i was uh, gone for the last period uh, you know i i will be uh, continuing them in the upcoming month uh, but i will do my best to be back on more episodes um so yeah i mean it, it is quite fun to do them and hopefully you do enjoy them uh so thank you so much for uh sticking with us for today's episode as well remember uh nunca dejas de creer uh, the the valencia game showed it best and uh, yeah uh, see you in the next episode